The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! (laughs) First touchdown of the year. (laughs) Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already. It's Mercy. Ha ha. It's the Six Red Game Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real poor alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. Oops. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Yeah, before we pivot to something more positive, because the Canes did land a major recruit, let's talk a little bit Price Fix here. Price Fix is our sponsor and the sponsor of Five Reasons Sports. Um, go to pricepicks.com. way you play is very simple. You pick two to five players. You bet over under on stat lines. Uh, if you hit them all, you, you get paid out. Um, and if the more players you include, again, it can be two to five, the higher your payout is. And right now, if you go to pricepicks.com and, and, and sign up for a new account and enter the offer code five, that is the word five spelled out F I V E a price picks and five reasons sports will give you, will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's pricepicks.com and enter the offer code five. That is F I V E. All right, guys, we, we spent the first half kind of talking about what went wrong this week. Something went really right. Uh, our, our man, Jason Taylor brought in, landed one of the best defensive line prospects in the country in Marquise Lightfoot. Uh, Lou, I'll throw it to you first. If you want to give us the eval of, uh, of, uh, of Marquise life, but also what this means as, as Jason Taylor starts to kind of uh, spread his wings into the recruiting game here. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chicago kid, which is really good. Miami, when they land Chicago kids, uh, you know, in the past, they've done really well with them. Uh, this is a guy that has so much room to grow. He's six, five, about two ten, two fifteen. maybe in some circles, they say six, uh, two twenty. a true edge guy has long arms, gets his, gets right off the ball real, real quick. And, and I'm sure that when Jason Taylor sat down with him and said, listen, this is, this is what you are now, which is a darn good football player. But you spend a little bit of time with us and meaning him, and we will get you better. And if you could believe that, 
then uh, this is a place to be. And I think that's what happened. And I'm sure mom, dad, uncles, cousins who remember when Jason Taylor played, they say, dude, this is, <laughs> this is an opportunity that may not come again. And um, obviously with him and Kevin Riley, uh, those commitments there, you got, you got four-star guys to go along with Chance Robinson. So if, if you guys are – and the kid Elijah Lofton too. But, I mean, if you're a star guy, which every Miami fan seems to be hooked on because every post that you see is always, oh, we can't get any five stars and we can't get any – who cares? You know what? Can you imagine Texas Tech said, oh, man, we got this freaking three-star and he's 5'8 and he's 230 and he runs like a 4'7"? You know, Zach Thomas wasn't a terrible ball, ball player down the line. So, you know, I mean. I was wondering where you go with the random Texas Tech reference. Yeah, well. With Zach Thomas. As long, Amen, as long as Blue. As Amen. Many, yeah, well, how many Texas Tech guys were 5'8", 240? <laughs> Not too many. The Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't sure at all where you were going with that. No, so I know, I know. But I was just, I was <laughs> yeah, saying no, that a... people are so fixed on these star rankings. And yep. You know, I mean, and the whole thing is, you talk to Mario Cristobal, he could give a, you know, crap about him. He doesn't follow that. He's got, he knows, and Butch Davis was like this a lot. And I always remember talking to Butch about uh, somebody came up to him, one of the reporters at one of the games. Yeah, I forgot what year it was, but, and he goes, oh man, you only got three, three stars. And he says, yeah, but we're going to win 10 games. So, you know, and that's where, what Mario figures you know what you do you could get a five-star kid and if you can't develop them and they become average players what's the deal but and if you remember here's when usc and miami went on probation at the same time if you notice that miami went after duke johnson four or five star they went after tracy howard whereas usc went after five-star linemen so what it did is made the two and three star running backs look a lot better and that's what I'm saying. This is the this is the way Miami's going. They're building in places with higher star kids, so the lesser quote unquote stars are going to be able to reach a potential that you see them at faster. You know, I mean, that's my take on that. Yeah, it's a good point, Blue DJ. Throwing it to you, and also, I mean, Marquise Lightfoot is a, is like like Blue said, he is a if you're a yeah. star guy, he takes those boxes, but also <laughs> you know beat out Ohio State and Notre Dame. That's their neck of the woods. So going in there and pulling a kid out from underneath them, big deal there. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not an not an easy thing to do. Like you mentioned, uh, he had a uh, he had 122 tackles and nine sacks last year. I was watching some of his film today, and every single play he was either in the backfield or right where the football needed to be. And he, you know, he's a very high motor guy. You need good edge guys in today's passing friendly game of college football, and Whitefoot certainly fits the bill. I'm excited to see how he fits into this defense. And, you know, I think he can really make an impact, maybe not in terms of numbers like sacks and stuff, but he definitely has the potential to do the little things in terms of just getting pressure to the quarterback. And I'm not saying that nine sacks is something to scoff at either, but he is definitely more than just, you know, a sack machine, so to speak. Yeah, and, and and you know Chicago's a big Notre Dame area, so yep. it's always good to go and steal one out from Al Golden there. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and I know I ran into him last year. I remember. Oh that. boy, that guy! I 
I, I don't, I, 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 you know, sometimes they say it's better not to say anything than to, to insult someone. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, John, John has another kind of point slash question. I, I think there's an, el there's an element to this in that I, I think, so here's my take on the star thing and I'll throw it to blue you and uh, DJ to get your take as well. I think there needs to be the reason that the stars people get obsessed with stars is there's so many kids out there, but the coaches are there watching film. They're going to camps or they, they can tell you exactly like this player's strengths and weaknesses. The lay people other than like, well, blue's not a lay person. He's, you know, recruiting expert in, me in media, but like normal people don't have time for that. What the stars do is they give you a shorthand message to say who's good and who's not, even though it's not accurate. And so I feel like that's why everyone obsesses over it because it's very easy to say, oh, that's a five star, that's a big time player, versus, you know, spending 20 minutes talking about strengths and weaknesses. And yeah, he's good at this, but, you know, he struggles a little in pass coverage with this and that. No, you throw a star on there, it's a two second thing, four star, five star, three star, whatever it is you immediately are categorizing someone into a bucket, which makes it easier to talk about, certainly easier to tweet about, easier to write a boilerplate article about, easier to do a ranking because it's numeric. And so I think it just makes it easier to have that conversation when you don't have the time or ability to follow deeply. And then it becomes like, like, like John said, kind of a self-fulfilling thing where now we're just totally fixated on it. When it started as kind of a, shorthand bucketing way to have a brief conversation it's now become like the end all be all of how we do evaluation it's not the way any any team is going to do evaluation right they're going to look at where does this kid fit in my program you know and that's why there there's every year there's local kids at all the big schools we you know, have a lot of high star rating that the local school doesn't recruit them because they you know like this kid's not going to fit here whatever it is. And, and the fans obviously don't have that insider luxury. So they're kind of just like, Oh, it was a five star and we didn't get it. And that's a problem. So blue uh, throw it to you first for your kind of take on, on John's point here that it's kind of everyone just, it's in the, it's almost in the bloodstream now star this star that, that everyone just kind of obsesses over it. No, no, I, I understand the point. I do. I mean, you know, because we don't expect the fans to be like us because we do a lot more in depth. We, uh, you know, like DJ, we watch a lot of film, points to highs and lows of a kid. If he takes a four or five star, uh, you know, he'll look at him and they'll go, hey, you know what? From what I've seen in the three or four games that I watched, he's not really a four or five star. He gets off the ball slowly. You know, the competition he's playing in is okay. So, but the fans don't have the opportunity to do that. You know, I mean, most of them don't. And, and if they do, I've seen, I've seen people look at the same film I'm looking at and how they could come away with the takes that they come away with are just mind boggling. And, so I agree with what he said. I understand it's it's kind of like for dress rehearsal purposes. You gotta you gotta look good, and uh, by getting a five star, you look good. But if people start doing statistics like they do over a five year period of five stars and where they ended up, then you'll understand the process a little bit more. I mean, if a guy's six five two ninety and runs a four eight. He's going to be a five-star, obviously. But like I've always said, there's a lot of 6'5", 290-pound guys that are bouncers today. I mean, you know, that's just it's just the way it is. If you can't play the game, you can't. Just like when people go, oh, well, he runs a 4'3'7". Well, if you can't catch a ball, all that's doing is getting you play someplace faster to make a mistake. You know, so he could run a 4'3'7", but he can't catch a ball. 
So that's my point in, in these star ratings. They're based on height, weight. They're based on speed. And they're not really based on talent. And productivity could be really skewed because all of a sudden you're playing now I'm not going to point Westminster Christian or all those schools, but you're playing a smaller level of talent and you should be doing what you're doing against them. But, and I've seen it happen the last couple of years where everybody boosts a guy up because he had like 32 catches on a team. That's like one a, but yet he gets in with the big boys. You got to understand he's going to be going up against defensive ends that are 6'5", 290, not 5'11", 175. And uh, your whole – when the things that you do – and I still remember when Miami Booker T. Washington played, I think when they won the national title, they had so much speed in the secondary that teams would go, well, wow, they're small. Yeah, but try to throw in that secondary. Things close so quickly, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of those five, eight, hundred and seventy pound cornerbacks were one star, but try to throw in that secondary against them, and they'll pick you, pick you blind. So, I understand, like I said, about the star rating and how people perceive. But, and I'm sure DJ, you'll agree with me if you watch these guys play, yeah. those star ratings in our mind shouldn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean. And I think it's a really easy way for the experts themselves and the people who make these star rankings, you know, all the crystal balls, all of these analysts have uh, prediction accuracy percentages attached to their name. So it not only makes it easy for, you know, them to evaluate and kind of put a blanket, you know, evaluation on everybody. It also makes it easy for them to kind of stick out. Like if you have an 80% accuracy rate in terms of crystal ball predictions you're supposedly you know a high source guy or you know a very reliable source of information and that's not always you know the case truthfully so i think it's almost become kind of like a self self-fulfilling pat on the back as much as it is evaluating kids because i mean i mean you guys know florida you know texas bigger places they have a lot of, you know, very solid football players who don't even get looked at because nobody, you know, takes the time to do so. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. And, and I think what you're saying too, DJ, is that you take a look at a lot of these kids and, and, and a lot of these people that you're talking about that rank these stars, they're selling subscriptions. And that's what, if yep. they could put a guy from Nebraska at a five star, then they'll for the Nebraska site on rivals or on three or whatever, they'll sell some subscriptions off of that. So I can understand it. false advertising, but but you know, who are we to smart? Say? I mean, you know, well, yeah, but the other the, the other side of this too is you know, these are these star ratings, then you know, you historically look back at them to see how predictive they are, and they're not a hundred percent, but they are fairly predictive but that's because they do things you know we kind of make fun of how every time a kid commits to um he loses a star 
there's a reason they do that though because look if you go back over the last 10 years the, the kids that tend to bust much higher rate at miami than at georgia or alabama so yeah they get an extra star at alabama or georgia to dj's point that way five years from now they can look back and be like oh these these we did such a good job of yep. evaluating <laughs> Because look at the, and no, they're just assigning it to like the school they go to and other factors like that as well. Their offer sheets as well. I mean, yeah, their offer sheets come into play, but that's why there is that actual yeah. thing which we all joke about and kind of you know that. Hey, if you commit to Miami, you're going to lose a star. They do yeah. that on purpose because again, yeah. there's a higher higher bust rate here than at than at at some of the schools that we're actually competing against and pulling kids from. Like mentioned, Marquise Lightfoot. Like, yeah, I mean, let's be blunt about it. If you look back over the last ten years. Going to Miami is not a good decision it was in relation to going to Ohio State in terms of your ability to get to the next level. So, um, so they're going to reflect that in the star ratings. It's kind of like with the, uh, you know, talking a little bit about basketball and in, in our show buckets. We talked about this around the NCAA tournament, but um, you know the Ken Palm rankings, which do like an advanced analytics and, and rating for basketball. He keeps updating them during the NCAA tournament. So if you pull it up at the Final Four, you're like, "Wow, he got the top four teams right." Like, no, yeah, no. he didn't at the beginning, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not not on Selection Sunday, but man, by the end of it, he's looking like a genius. They kind of do that with the stars; they backfill them, and they're just playing the percentages game. Yeah, that's going to cause them to miss sometimes, but generally speaking, if you take the kids at Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Clemson, and you give them more stars. You're gonna say, "Oh, the star rating works," because look at all the stars on those teams, and they have the high stars. But if you, as DJ said, use their offer list to determine stars, and then you know, depending on where they commit, you add a star, take a star away. Yeah, it's gonna become predictive because those are the schools that are in the playoffs every year, and those are the schools that have a high profile to get drafted. I mean, there wasn't one. I believe this this year was the first year ever there wasn't a non P five kid picked in the first round. Like this is. It's it's more and more filtering to the top, so it's very easy for recruiting analysts to just give stars to the kids at the bigger programs, and then on average, you're going to come out well. Like, hey, we did such a great job of breaking this down. You know, four years from now, we're there in the draft. <laughs> Look, it's an average of like three and a half to four stars. Wow, we did a great job of rating this class. And it's like, yeah, we kind of just threw a bunch of stars on the Alabama and Georgia kids because you know they're going to get drafted. It's, and so there's there's all sorts of stuff going on here. It's a pat on the back for themselves at the end of the day. It really is. And I wish more would take the time to actually evaluate, but so be it. I'm off my soapbox now. I mean, they don't have the time or the resources to evaluate, right? I mean, even even um, like this is this is like our coaches, obviously, their full-time job. But we have analysts that are doing a lot of this when like in season because the coaches can't go to every – everywhere to watch games and stuff like during the season. So yeah, you got, you got this whole network, you got your recruiting coordinator, you know, making that contact with the high schools, <laughs> making sure they're getting film and like, yeah, th there's no way. And they're just doing, you know, their school, right. There's no way a recruiting network is going to be able to adequately actually scout everyone. So it becomes a, this is just the, this is the way they have to do it. Right. I mean, I, DJ muted himself. <laughs> I didn't probably do it. Probably for the better for this show. Probably for the better for the show. <laughs> I didn't do it, man. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I just, I just think that a lot of the national evaluators tend to put blanket statements and, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, they kind of have these certain narratives in their minds when it comes to kids and quarterbacks, for example, and things like that. And 
they really don't watch even like the top 10 quarterbacks, for example. They just kind of run with their narratives and then they just kind of fill in the blanks whenever it's all said and done. So, you know, I, I, I definitely get that they don't have time to watch every single kid. I mean, that would be a ton of kids, but I do feel like in some areas of the country and even some websites, you know, it's, it's not as good as it should be. Yeah, but, you know, lazy approach still sells subscriptions. So yeah, um, well, it's a shame. Yeah. All right. So as we kind of wrap up here, we, we should hopefully have Jazz back next week. And Jazz is seeing a good game, though. It's 8-7 oh, to it's, seven, Miami. Oh, is he, is he? All right. Well, there you go, man. The Marlins or something else. Huh? All of us out of nowhere. Um, I think we did okay without Jazz today, though. No, no, we always do okay, man. We don't need you. Oh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's been replaced. He doesn't know it yet. Um, but uh, Melissa didn't come in tonight. I know. I told her she could, but she, uh, she probably uh, a work night now. No, no, oh, no she Monday's no, we, no. We did the uh, we did we did buckets before this, but she hadn't eaten yet. So I think it was it was already into a we that show went an hour and a half to lead into this one. So as John was in the chat, John S that's in the chat here was like, why don't you talk about recruiting? I was like, that's the next show. So he followed. John never left. Yeah, he followed us over here. So we spent the night with John here. Appreciate you we hanging love out our with us. Fans. Yeah, appreciate sure. you hang, hanging out with us. We'll be back next Monday um, at eight thirty, our normal time and place. Hopefully with the jazz in in tow as well. And yeah, we'll see what Mario's got up his sleeve for the next few days and and talk about that. We also are you know tracking the baseball program. They have hired one assistant coach, Laz Gutierrez. So. Uh, we're waiting for the other one. And the baseball draft is this week, so that'll shake yeah. out a lot of the Canes roster. So we'll definitely be – I don't know about on this show. We'll probably have a different different, different baseball – we'll probably have a baseball show at some point next week to talk about kind of – because we'll kind of know who's coming back to school, who got drafted, and then off the recruiting class who, who got drafted and where to get a sense of what the roster might look like. So – all of that. Will, you ain't getting a couple of kids back. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. And and frankly, <laughs> we we aren't either. We're definitely gonna lose Yo Yo and 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 Walters. And that's the purpose, though. Yep. Yeah, but it's also you know looking at some of the high school kids where they get drafted because we have a lot. We have we have some kids that are basically definitely going pro, and then we have some that are kind of on edge there. So a lot of a lot of the borderline cases are the ones that are gonna determine who's on who's on the team next year. Both I think from, Florida Florida has more of a chance of losing kids than Miami. Yeah, know, for sure. In high school, they have like six or seven kids that are in the top hundred. Uh, the kid from uh, from Douglas and a couple of other kids. So, yeah, I saw so, a kid from Tampa who was really really good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But that'd be a good little show to do. I see the kid from Iowa is going to probably go first. That's yeah. the consensus. Kid swings the ball pretty uh, that bat pretty well. I just want to know where that kid Moniac went. Remember how everybody made uh, such a big deal out of him going number one to Philadelphia four or five years ago? Oh, he's a can't miss. He's still playing Class A baseball. Somewhere. You never, you never know. See, there, there you go. There's your five star. Yeah, you never. Baseball, especially, is is very yeah. difficult to to predict. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely do some baseball talk either on this show or maybe as a separate show, depending on how much news we have next week. But. Yeah, so stay tuned for that, and we'll obviously do our weekly uh, basketball show as well. Oh, if you're a Formula One fan, tomorrow night we're doing our Formula One show, so so tune in for that as well. Um, but otherwise, we'll see you all next week. Blue, DJ, it's been great. Thanks for hanging out with me here. Thanks, Vish. You did good. Thank you. you did great. All right, we'll talk to you all next DJ week. DJ always does great. Yeah, of course. Still no <laughs> fan <you>. on yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good note to add, Don. We'll see you all next week. 
The Six Rick Kane Show. The Six Rick Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.